0: Welcome, friends, to another episode of Doable Discipleship. My name is Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend Linda. And uh, this is this is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith. Or, as Linda just like looks forward to saying every time that we record,
1: it's the show that helps you grow.
0: Honestly, you love it. I do. <laughs> um, we are uh, we are in week two of a, um, a series talking about embodied embodiment what does it mean that we are uh, you know that God decided to make us in our bodies and last week we started this conversation um, is going through this book called embodied by Dr. Greg Allison and we actually had Dr. Allison on um, as a guest last week. Make sure to listen to that one. It's a, it gives a great overview of the topic, why we're talking about it, what it entails. It's not something that we maybe normally think about. I know I hadn't really thought too much about it before we read this book. And uh, yeah, it's just, um, it, it's been really interesting, really fascinating. So we're diving in for a few more weeks kind of talking about this topic of an uh, embodiment. Today, we're actually gonna be addressing some of kind of the problems of you know, of, of the issues that, that have come up throughout history um, that we deal with today when we're talking about our bodies, embodiment, what does this mean? Uh, anyway, we'll get into it. I don't want to put the carpet <laughs> for the horse here. We will get into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Linda, why don't you start us out and just kind of talking about kind of the general kind of problems with with embodiment?
1: Sure. So, as we know, um, everything about us has been corrupted by sin. And that includes the way that we view and think about our bodies and the errors that people make when it comes to sort of how they view their bodies, how they treat their bodies break down into two sort of big categories. Um, One of them is kind of an overemphasis on the body and one is this underemphasis. So I'm going to talk first about this overemphasis. And it's that Sometimes what happens is we sort of tie our self-worth and our value to our physical appearance. And that, you know, what it should be, what we want it to be is often driven by cultural expectations. I mean, this is seen, if you just pay attention to the ads on television for a little bit, um, we spend a lot of time thinking about how to fix what we don't like how to make it bigger or smaller or look younger or less gray or less wrinkled. I mean, we just spend so much time and energy trying to fix our bodies to put them into some kind of state that we're going to be proud of or that we're going to like. And I mean, this, it, it, it's consuming and it's not healthy.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, I, it definitely fits into kind of stuff that we've talked about before on the show, but talking about a culture, of materialism, a culture of, of celebrity, a culture of look Mm -hmm. at me, and we've kind of, we've created this, um, this idea in our minds (laughs) about like what a person should look like, right? They call it like, like a physical specimen, you know? (laughs) Right. And it's, (laughs) so it's this idea that you're putting something on this pedestal or maybe even idolizing something Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then, when that can happen, we can use, you know, too much of ourselves to try to attain this thing, right? It can become um, an idol. We can make it a priority over that which should be prioritized instead, right? So, you know, if you, um, yeah, it's just, I, I think it's something that we can all acknowledge as to be true. And, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, I, I think sometimes too, for, for some people, it can be this idea of, I can, I, I can control this, how I look, yeah, I can control sure. this about my life. So if I want to seek perfection or excellence in something, it needs to be something which which I can control, which is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is my physicality, right? Um, sure. Like, sure. So, so I, I, th- I think, I, I think that that can be kind of a part of it too. But at the same time, you know, it, it can be, Um, the, there can be lots of different avenues of which we try to, you know, make changes or adapting or whatever,
1: right. Try to
0: change the physical appearance to look different than we do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's not bad, you know, to, to want to take care of yourself and present yourself well, but it kind of runs on a spectrum, right? There's, you know, there's taking care of yourself and, and putting yourself together in the morning. So you don't look like you just woke up, you know, that's on one side. But then it can go all the way to really tying, you know, if I don't look good today, I don't feel good today. Or if my life feels out of control, then I'm going to try to control aspects of my body to make myself feel like I can control my world. And that's where it moves into unhealth. Um, You know, we talk about um, body image issues. You know, that's something that I have a lot of experience with, unfortunately, where you know, people are like, you look fine, but you just, every time you look in the mirror, you see things, all you see is what you don't like. All you see is what you think is wrong. All you see is, well, I wish this, looked this way. And I wish I, you know, I was taller or thinner or whatever. And, and it's not unique to women, but a lot of women do struggle with it. Um, and so and it can become very consuming because it becomes sort of the way that you, decide if if it's a good day or not. You know, if if my clothes fit the way I want them to and my hair's good and everything's good then today's going to be a good day. But if I leave the house and I don't feel good about how I look, then that can overshadow the whole day and and that that's where it gets unhealthy.
0: Yeah, I think there's it sounds like there's two elements to it. It's almost like two sides of the same coin, right? Is there's the sure. there's the how I feel about myself and mm-hmm. then there's also the how how I want others to view me or how, sure. I view, sure. how I look in my mind to others. Right. Right. Um, because you know, the, what we were talking about before is, is if you are, if you are so focused on looking like, like your best possible self that could be coming from a place of vanity, it could be coming mm-hmm. a place, you know, for, from a place of insecurity,
2: Mm -hmm. And and
0: like you said, it it could be tying your self-worth to, you know, how you look or how people view you, you know, um, it it makes me think of the picture of Dorian Gray. I was, I, I I, I was reading that again earlier this year. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, he starts to really struggle with the idea that his beauty, cause he was known for his beauty is going mm-hmm. to fade at one point. So he tries to capture his essence, his beauty. And mm-hmm. then he's, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a really, really neat story, but it di- It's really about what we're talking about. It's this idea sure. of trying to control that, which is ultimately uncontrollable over time.
1: <laughs> right. Um, It does seem to continue marching forward, but we fight it as best we can.
0: Yeah. And, and we want to acknowledge the identity piece in there too, right? Is that if we are, if we are tying our identity to purely the physical, to purely how we look, to purely, you know, what we perceive ourselves as, or what we think other people are, I, I think of us, then we are going to make decisions and grow thought patterns and, mm-hmm. and develop unhealthy habits based on this identity right um sure yeah i'll, I'll go ahead did you want to say something i know i was
1: just going to say you know it's interesting in the social media sort of generation that is is happening right now where it's all about how you look and the likes and the you know in fact there's there's apps that you can take a really normal looking person and smooth and fix everything to the point where the person that you know shows up on the on the Instagram post doesn't even resemble the person that they started with but they do it for likes and it it happens you know so that you can get that feedback and it's 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 just really a vicious cycle because pretty soon you look in the mirror and you can't even stand what you see because it doesn't even look like what you put out to the world so it can get really
0: yeah, it it percent can and and so at the same time there's kind of the other side of things where where instead of thinking kind of too much of the body of yourself like is there's another side of um, of thinking too little <laughs> of your body and we we see this play out in a couple of different ways right so sure. it's been it's it's been an interesting time in culture because we've seen kind of a, a backlash against body shaming, you know, sure. up to the point of, of saying, of saying that people are perfect just the way that they are. And while there is some benefits to not trying to see like, Oh, you know, like we have to be, you know, this like exact specific type of, you know, right, <laughs> a body type at the, you know, and we've kind of embraced almost kind of a more, general, you know, a, you know, that it doesn't have to be, you know, one type to pursue, but instead there can be kind of this, you know, the spectrum, great, great. But I'm also, you know, kind of stuff. But, um, at the same time, we've seen kind of a, a too much backlash where it's almost, it's almost now, um, like, um, inappropriate, to even talk about somebody about potential overweight issues, you know, or any sort of weight issues. I've just said, you know, it's, it's almost like, wait, 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 no, I'm perfect the way I am. Like, and instead of like, okay, but, but it's really not healthy. You know, it's not good. Like,
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like the pendulum swung from sort of this overemphasis. And I mean, it was skinny and, you know, Barbie was super, super skinny and everything was, you know, there was that. And then it swung past, sort of the middle and the middle was when you know for example barbie they came out with all different shapes and higher you know they were Mm -hmm. some were taller some were shorter some were you know wider some were skinnier and then you had um like dove and they did a commercial where it was like a body positivity and they had all kinds of models in different sizes Mm -hmm. and so it kind of swung through the middle where a lot of companies were trying to say hey all shapes and sizes good you know (laughs) like it's all right but then it swung way to this other side like you're saying where now, if you even suggest, well, you know, maybe this is unhealthy, then it's that's seen as an affront or as like, "Hey, you're criticizing me, don't do that." Yeah, so it's you know a, a teacher that I used to love, one of her favorite things to say was extremes demean, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's like when you get to one side or the other, neither is healthy. You've got to be in the middle where there's there's a healthy recognition of what's healthy but not going to, you know, idolizing, but not also going to ignoring.
0: So yeah, and and that's these these extremes is is what we see in culture like yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so culture specializes it's not, in extremes. It's not uncommon. <laughs> it's not a surprise right. that we're seeing this, but it's just acknowledging that that we've kind of shifted, you know, a bit, maybe a bit way too, you know, a bit a, a bit too far t- towards yeah. another extreme, which is kind of, you know, it, it's, it's not a surprise it happens, but we do want to acknowledge that and do kind of recognize that, that we are called towards a place of physical health. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a healthiness, a fitness that we right. are, are called to. And we'll be talking about that more in this series also, but um, it's, it, it's important to acknowledge kind of a little bit of the historical context too with these problems of embodiment right mm-hmm. um because when we're talking about embodiment we are talking about like when god made people he mm-hmm. made us body and he made us soul spirit right right and for and there are even throughout history and even through now people have had a hard time trying to reconcile this <laughs> right <laughs> right so sometimes there's an overemphasis of the body. Sometimes there's an overemphasis of the soul. Sometimes there's an overemphasis, you know, and sometimes we find a bit of a middle and mm-hmm, it can go mm-hmm. towards these extremes. Right. And so throughout history, there's been this um, struggle with Gnosticism, which was basically mm-hmm. a, a, a belief that the body, everything that was material or earthly is bad everything Mm -hmm. spiritual or immaterial is good, but the physical realities, you know, are, are evil. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there is this view that basically like my body, our bodies are are evil and and our spirits, our souls are constantly trying to fight against our bodies, which are evil. And so, so that was kind of this Gnosticism, um, Approach that has you know it's it's you know it's it's still prevalent in many parts of cultures in many parts of church culture too right and but but nowadays we actually see this neo gnosticism which is basically saying that you know it's not that the body is necessarily bad but the body is just a tool that the spirit that the soul is using while on earth yeah. it's just kind of like a means to an end kind of thing and guys. That's also not a correct way to be thinking about our bodies, because here's the truth. God made us embodied people. Right. When uh, when God sent his son down, when Jesus came to earth, he was born in a body. He he Mm -hmm. was a body, right? Mm -hmm. Now, people Mm -hmm. who hold to Gnosticism will say that he didn't actually have a body. (laughs) He just kind of (laughs) like made it to look like he was, but, 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 but since he's God, he's perfect. He would never take on an imperfect, like a body that is evil. So, um, so yeah, his body is not really a thing, but again, not true. (laughs) Right. Um, he had a body (laughs) and then when he resurrected, he resurrected in his bodily, like in his embodied form. And then in the Bible talks about, um, you know, in the, in the end times, you know, in heaven, when we're new earth, new heavens, that we will be getting a, a glorified body that we will have, right. We will still be bodied people at the end of the, at right. the end of it all.
1: So yeah, I loved what, no, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I loved what Dr. Allison said about the, the intended state of a person is embodied in our bodies. And so we worship in our body. You know, we're going to talk about this through the series. But everything we do in this life, we we can't do anything that God's called us to do apart from our bodies. So I mean, it's
0: you know, yeah, it's yeah. An the only part time of who we are—if you're reading in Scripture—the only time that we are disembodied is in this intermediate state. Which again, not many right. people. It's I don't think there's any sort of experts in intermediate state. Like it's not no. really a thing. But from what we can glean. <laughs> it's a transitional stage, That's right. why it's called the intermediate state. Right. And it's this period where our spirit, our souls are separated from our body after death, but before our bodies have been resurrected with, right. w- w- with Christ. And in, that's not the, that, that is not the state, that that is not the state that we are meant to be in. That's why it's a transitional right. intermediate state.
1: And it is the result of death, which was also not the plan. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it it's wouldn't important. have happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's I, important to, to remind ourselves in this that if God wanted to create us as just spirits, he could have. Right. You know, him, God in all of his wisdom... <laughs> created us as spirit and body as soul and body right and so that that is that was his intention that was how he wanted us to be so so when we're talking about gnosticism when we're talking about neo-gnosticism it's important to try to you know maybe it's asking yourselves these questions of like how do I view my body? Right. And that's the very first part of the book. If you, mm-hmm, if you get the mm-hmm. embodied book, which again, we highly encourage you do. It's great. The very beginning of chapter one asks, asks you to consider, I am my body. Do you agree or disagree with this statement and why? Right. Yeah. And then it, and then asks a question. Are you thankful for God's creation of you as an embodied human being? Right. So it's really trying to just get you into this mindset mm-hmm. that you are your body. You are your, like, you are these things. This is you. Um, so don't assume kind of this, well, you know, it's all going to burn away. You know, eventually my body will be cremated or buried you know, become dust, you know, like that kind of, because yes, that does happen when we die, but God doesn't leave our bodies in this state forever. So it's just important to remember that. So with all of this stuff that we've been talking about, these problems of embodiment, we wanted to do an episode about this because it's important to just kind of name that these are issues that, that you might have, that I might have that, or or, it it may not even be something you're cognizant that you have, like are thinking about, but you may kind of have these thoughts sometimes of like, yeah, I know I've never, you know, I've kind of underplayed my body. I didn't really give it the credence it was due. I know that that was Mm -hmm. my case. I, I, I haven't necessarily had body issues, but I did not, think about my body the way that God had wanted me to and I can see that in reading this book like oh like I should I should you know think about this more and really kind of take ownership of of this reality mm-hmm. right and it's it's embracing this truth of imago dei which we've talked about right that, that we mm-hmm. were made in the image of God that we were made in God's image and he made us embodied so think about that <laughs> yeah um, right. And, and we can allow this embodiment theology to transform our thinking, to help us have a more balanced view of what a sanctified body looks like, right. That, we are, that is good. That is fallen. That is redeemed, right. That is that we are, that our bodies are inextricably tied to who we are and will one day be glorified. Our bodies are as much a part of the story Mm-hmm. of god's work mm-hmm. in our lives right mm-hmm. as our souls are because we are right. intertwined right i love what dr allison wrote on a page if you're following along in your book it's, it's on page 27 i'm not i'm just going to read this paragraph he says To summarize our discussion to this point, we are troubled by our body for various reasons. It may be due to struggles with body image. Our perception of our body may become distorted and we may be obsessed with our outward appearance. Or oppositely, we may totally dismiss our body. Or if we don't go to that extreme, we may relegate our embodiment to secondary status. As the pendulum swings from one side to the other, overemphasizing or underemphasizing our body. Scripture challenges both errors by emphasizing that the proper state of human existence is embodiment, and it calls us to live as whole, embodied people in the midst of a fractured, body-troubled world. Mm -hmm. So that paragraph is essentially why we're doing this series (laughs) on on embodiment. All right, Um, so Linda, Why don't you tell us about this about this study from Biola University a few years ago and what it means to us?
1: Sure. So as we talk about embodiment and we tie it back now to really it becomes a discipleship issue, how we are viewing our body, how we're treating our body. Biola University did this study and it found these really interesting parallels between how you view God what you think, how you think God acts, how you think, what who, what you think he's like, and how we view our bodies. Um, specifically, they found that like, if you believe that God is like an authoritarian, difficult to please God, if that's what you think God is like, you're more likely to struggle with negative body esteem, like to, to struggle with all of those issues that I was talking about earlier. And as somebody who has, sort of lived with some of this in my own life, as I've been exploring both sort of those issues, but also kind of digging into who do I really think God is, they're not wrong. You know, (laughs) if it it talked about, if you have sort of what they call anxious avoidant attachment to God, like you're not always sure what he's going to do, and you're not sure it feels unpredictable sometimes, if that is how you view God, then you're more likely to struggle with these things. When you see God as compassionate and as loving and as accepting you exactly who you are, These some of these issues tend to fade. And I just, I thought it was so interesting because we know when, you know, I teach one of my things, our listeners probably don't know this, but one of my things is I teach theology here at, at Saddleback. And one of the things we talk about, we start with, is the fact that how you view God affects every other part of your life, how you view God, how you think he sees you impacts everything. And this study out of Biola really reminded me as I was reading it, that in point of fact, how you think about God can radically impact how you see yourself, how you treat yourself. And so it becomes a discipleship issue because we need to go back to who does God tell us he is? And can we learn to love him and engage with him? The way he's revealed himself, not what we've been told or not what we thought, but go back to the scripture when, and when he talks about being this loving, compassionate, empathetic God, that's how he reveals himself. We have to, we have to kind of lean into that because that's going to actually impact down the road, how we see ourselves. So I just, I was fascinated by the study just because it, it hit something that I've struggled with. And I thought, yeah, they're exactly right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's good. It's so like, even if we think about that song, right, it says, I am who you say I am. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> right. And so it's allowing God to be the one who dictates mm-hmm. uh, who, who we are and what our, what our identity is. And that relates right. to our embodiment too, and our views about, about our bodies. So it's allowing the creator, allowing our maker to tell us his mm-hmm. creation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how we are. There's the uh, a little story by Max Lucado. Um, mm-hmm. Don't remember what it's called, but it's about like this this puppet maker or, or or this doll maker who makes these dolls called like the whippets, I think they're called. And there's, it basically they go around these dolls, they, and they give each other either like stars or black marks. Right. Okay. Uh, and it's and it's just kind of you know it's just and so there's this one whippet who like just always gets black marks. He's not he's not a good looking whippet. He kind of has issues. He's kind of old and worn down. And and these uh, other whippets just go around and, and put black marks on him. And he's just gets so sad that he can never get mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the good marks or whatever. And eventually he he goes up and and talks to the maker who like lives in this house uh, kind of above the town where these whippets are. And, you know, and he just starts complaining, like, but like, why did you make me the way that I am? Like, mm-hmm, I just get mm-hmm. all these black Mark, you know, and whatever. And, and he's like, you know, he responds like, like these won't stick to you anymore. If you just focus mm-hmm. on what I made you for like if you focus yep. on what I think of you, you kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so and good. then sure enough, all of the black marks start to fall off the more that he trusts in the maker, um r- 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 rather than in the thoughts and opinions of others of the other weapons. So yeah. Um
1: that's so powerful. I um I remember the first time that somebody told me, you know, it's like I was complaining about this or that, you know, and it's like I wish this fit or I wish this was different. And they're like, you know, God made you the way he, you, you're the size that you are, you know, you are who you are because God made you this way. And every time that you just sit and complain and complain and complain, well, if it was like this, it would be better. If it was event, essentially you're saying, you know, can the potter say to the clay, why did you make me this way? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. And it's like, or can the clay say to the potter, why did you make me this way? And it's just that sense of like, God has made us and he loves us. And our value isn't tied in what we look like or how tall or how thin or how whatever it's in the fact that he loves us. And just like to your story, when we focus on him and on who he says we are, then the opinions of others and even the opinions that we have of ourselves, those tend to, they weigh less and his value, the value of his opinion weighs more and more.
0: So. Yeah. And um, you know, and at the same time, it's, you know, it's understanding that we are called to be stewards of our mm-hmm. bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. just letting things go. You know, I'm just saying, well, God loves me the way that I am. So it doesn't really matter right. what I do. And it's God saying, no, I made your body. I want you to take, I, I gave it to you to be a steward of. Right. Right. So I, I, you know, I, I, I expect you to treat your body with the respect Right of you know of say uh, of knowing that I made it for you. God made your right. body. We should, should then treat it with respect, right?
1: <laughs> but don't hate it and don't don't
0: hate yeah exactly.
1: Resent it and you know it's again it's that pendulum, right? We can care for it and be a good steward of it without constantly oh, I hate this and I hate this and it's like because that's where it gets unhealthy and that's where it becomes more of an idol that you're worshiping rather than stewarding it as a gift from God.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to find the name of that book, but I can't, I, I don't know. And it might not We can be find it
1: and put either. it in the I show notes. I may have just
0: totally, I may have just botched this one. I think it might be called You Are Special. Maybe this looks like a, a guy making a doll. It might be called You Are Special. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> oh, it's the Wemix. That's what it is. It's not a Whippet. It. It's a Wemmick. That's what it is. It's the Wemix. Anyway. So I apologize if you were confused because you were, you know, say like, I know the story about the Wemmicks, but I don't know any story about the Whippets. It's, 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 it's the Wemex. Um <laughs> Still a good story. Still a good story. <laughs> so uh, yes. So yes, embracing identity as embodied beings, realizing that this is God's choice for us. Mm-hmm. These are kind of just key issues that we want to make sure that we kind of are starting to take hold of as we continue mm-hmm. through this series. So we're going to have a number of episodes more on this series. And uh, next week we're going to be talking about um, how we can use our bodies for worship mm-hmm. and talking about some disciplines that involve our bodies that are, that are our spiritual disciplines, but that require bodily involvement in, in, in what all that looks like. And then we'll dive into some other topics around this also. So friends, again, our encouragement is just to kind of think about this, let this stew for a little bit and just think about, are there any issues with my body that I have or with, with the idea of embodiment in general that that I may have carried? Is there an environment that I grew up in or was raised in that kind of looked Mm -hmm. at the body one way or another and, you know, how is that impacting what I think of myself, what I think uh, of my relationship with God, who he has called me to be, who I am, Mm -hmm. who he tells me I am. So just start to kind of process this a little bit. And then we'll kind of dive into some more practical looks at embodiment uh, next week. So friends, we love you. Uh, We are praying for you. And uh, we look forward to be back with you again next week.